0: Good evening, folks, and welcome to Jay Talk. I'm Jay, your host, and of course we have the Love Machine. Nick from the Nick
1: Drop. What love machine. You're welcome, ladies. Thank you very much. Don't forget to tip your waitresses on the way out. <laughs> Oh, that deserves one of these. Oh, there you go. My God, love machine. <laughs> the
0: love machine.
1: You, you know, know, I try.
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, what's
1: going on, brother? How was your day, man?
0: My day was good, busy. Busy. Yeah. Just phone after phone after phone. It,
1: it happens oh, that well. way sometimes. That's the way it works? Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Especially in the world of IT. You know, so it
1: <laughs> customer service. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. No, sir, sir.
0: <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> it's funny you make that. We before we move on to what our show's about, it's funny you talk about the yes, ma'am, no, sir. You know, no, ma'am, yes, sir, because there was a post. I don't remember. I think I've read it. It wasn't on TikTok. But there right. was a post where people were talking about it's offensive now to say yes sir no ma'am no sir yes ma'am. Are you kidding me? Because it's gender specific. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. We just did, we recently did the whole yes ma'am, no sir, yes sir, no ma'am type, yeah. you know, yeah, the yeah. old
1: old day old old school respect.
0: Right, exactly, but we, we, how it's gotten a lot of negative connotation lately and a lot of negative you know, feedback. We had that episode, I don't know, a month or two ago. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was funny that we just did an episode about that, and now somebody comes out and like, oh, yeah, that's, that's really, you can't say that. And it's like, what? Uh, okay,
1: whatever. And see, it's really funny because in the world, I'm starting yeah. to feel uncomfortable about saying sir and ma'am. Really? You know, yes. Unless they are older than me, which ain't many out there like that. But unless they're older than me, I don't feel uncomfortable. Okay. And it's 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 a habit thing. It's habitual for me to just yes, ma'am. You know. Yeah. And it it does offend some ladies. Don't call me ma'am. And I want to respond with, so should I not open the door for you? <laughs> no, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. And they're gonna walk in front of you and they're gonna open the door just enough for them to squeeze through and let it slam right in your face unless you grab it. Right. And that's I've had that happen on dates. I know first dates.
0: I know. You told me about that. I still don't know why you went on the date. I would have turned around, went and got my truck and left.
1: I should have. <laughs> sure, sure shit should
0: have. <laughs> Let's just be honest. And so I yeah. mean, you know, okay, this is really A horrible thing to say, but I'm not going to change who I am for somebody else. They're not going to change who they are for me. Why should I change
1: who I am for them? Right. And how long can you change yourself before you can't anymore? Well, and, and here's
0: the whole thing. Even if I do change one thing, are they ever going to be happy? Or are they going to constantly be asking me to change more?
1: I can dispute that. When in any relationship, and I'm talking about dating, you know, getting into a relationship, not family and friends, just a relationship. Right. With your significant other. When is the most exciting part of that relationship?
0: Generally at when you first beginning. Yeah,
1: exactly. And at the very end. Okay. When you're been there for 30 40 50 years and you've learned and you've grown and you've at that point if you're together that long you got respect for one another yeah 100 percent. you know and then once you have that and you have the love in your heart for that person it's natural for you to want to care and do things for them and love them and be, you know all those things i think that's when the most exciting part is the first Six months to a year, and then after 30-plus years.
0: Okay, so you you bring up a good point. Okay, so this leads into our episode. Part of the reason why I kind of spurred the thought is, you know, when you're in love, and then what's the definition of love is what we're going to be talking about today. But when you're in love, both people will continue to change. To make the other person happy. Yes. I disagree.
1: So let's define what you mean by change.
0: Exactly. Because sometimes I call it you compromise. You set a boundary or you compromise on a certain thing because they're willing to compromise as well and you meet in the middle. Yes. And, and
1: that's with any relationship. It so, is with yes. any
0: relationship, and that's called true love because if you're both willing to meet in the middle to make it work, then there's love on both sides. Right. So you can
1: call it change. And
0: I call it compromise.
1: Okay. And and it's just a <clears throat> excuse me. It's just different phrasing. Yeah, it is. But yes, I th- I think you know when you first meet somebody, it's all exciting and new, and you're trying to impress and you're really not who you really are. And then somewhere down the road, you become who you are. And that's when it either fall, the wheels fall off the wagon, or it gets even better. Right. In some, ta- in some cases, it'll get better. Right. In a lot of cases, it doesn't. Now Not nowadays. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. People don't want to sit down and work it out. They're just like, you know, see ya. Well, there's 2 I'm I'm guilty about that too.
0: Right. Too many apps out they're there just, and they're like there's another fish in the sea. Plenty of fish. Right.
1: <laughs> and that's that's the deal. Right. Or us older men are getting to the point where we don't want to deal with it. You know, I got guys that they they've lost their wives after 30, 40, 50 years of being married. Right. And they actually, you know, a couple of them uh they're retired now but they got on websites and started looking. He's like and I went on about eight or 10 different dates. And he said, one, I made it, I went, I met this lady and went on two dates with her. By the second date, I just wanted to throw up. And there wasn't nothing wrong with the woman. It was just, he's so set in his ways with the way he was married that he's too old to learn all that again. Right. He's too, he's, he's made his compromises so frequently in the, you know, however long they were married that it became second nature. Right. Because he loved her with all of his heart and he respected her with all of his heart. Right. So nowadays it's just easier to go, eh, I'll go find somebody else because the first six months of meeting somebody is new and exciting. People will take time off just to go through that again. Right. Trick is to make it that exciting after years. Yeah. Years. You no. Know? Right but i mean people can that 6 month thing when you're just blowing smoke and you're trying to impress and you're you know you're not really doing what you're doing like how many <laughs> i got to say it how many people when they're first dating even after they've been intimate and one goes to spend the night over the other's house ain't nobody going to be farting in that room <laughs> you know what i mean ain't nobody going to be you know breaking a little wind you know, I was married for 20 years. That woman never broke wind around me, ever. Okay. But she would sit on her kid's head and fart. Huh. I don't understand that. <laughs> that's funny. <You> know? <laughs> it's messed up. When you get comfortable enough right. to be able to do that in front of your significant other, that's that's on the way to saying, hey, yeah. I'm so comfortable with you. You, you, you know, you're the better part of my life, however you want to say it. Right. You're there. Right. So, how long were you married?
0: Um, I was divorced. My divorce was final a month before my 20th.
1: Okay, so just say 20 years. are right. How long were you dating her before you farted in front of her? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be that much of a thought.
2: I didn't think about it.
1: I don't know. When Christy and I met, we were only together for a month, and she got pregnant. Six months later, we got married. Right. So, you know, we were pretty much living together. Three months after we met. Right. So yeah, I was. It, I was. I was all in. Still, <laughs> the bathroom door has to be closed. There is time when I need my privacy. Right. So that's the kind of thing I won't do. I won't walk in there when she's doing her business and she knows, you know, right. and we had that respect, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And and I know these are like silly little stupid things you talk about, but once you start with the respect of the other person, you really have a good respect for them, a good solid base and everything else will flow. And then if the intimacy is good and they treat you the way you want to be treated and they fill up your cup, this is a great phrase that i I heard the other day that the five love languages, your love language might be physical touch, but when you get physical touch, your cup is full, but the other four are empty. yep, so now you don't want physical touch anymore, you want quality time you want. I thought that was a fantastic analogy, yeah, no it is so you know, and we all talk about what is your love language? Well, right now it would be whatever, right? Right. But when you fill that cup up, the other ones are empty. So now I want some acts of service. Right. And I really got to thinking about that. I'm like, how amazing of an analogy is that? And I thought it was really cool. Right. But that right there, when you understand your other person's cups, the five cups in the love language, you're in love with that person. You respect that person. And you know, when this cup's full, you need to fill the other one. Right. That's love. Right. You know, not just, you know, walking around like a puppy dog and I'll do the dishes because you don't like doing the dishes or I'll do the laundry, you know, those things are s- insignificant. That's easy stuff. So days uh, over here cracking up because I'm just like taking over.
0: But, no, you're good. You're good. I, I, I wanted to, I actually did a, a look up in the Oxford, you know, dictionary. Um, love, an intense feeling of deep affection. Or a great interest and pleasure in something. And, yeah. And then that's the noun version of it. That's how they describe it as a noun. And as a verb, it's feel deep affection for, you know. But it's very interesting because if you feel this deep feeling, this deep affection, this deep emotion then you naturally will respect and give respect and give towards you want to learn more so you can make them happier. Right. You know, and so it, it's a, it, it ties into everything you were just talking about. You may not have said love for five minutes in this discussion, but it all wraps into it. Right. It really, it does. really does, you know, and... Too many people I, I, i'm gonna I'm gonna go out a limb and say there are not many people that really understand what true love
1: really feels like anymore. I so agree. I absolutely agree. We've talked so many times about people being impasses and narcissists and this, and you know all those all those different. Uh, chemical imbalances in the brain or the way you were raised or things like that. Right. And when somebody comes off cold they're a narcissist. You know what I mean? Right. When somebody's an empath they're way too sensitive emotionally Or an empath. You know. So I don't actually know where I was going to end up with that. (laughs) But we were talking about people
0: not not knowing what true love. Uh, You know. Yeah.
1: And people the people that people people grow up in a negative atmosphere they're never going to let anybody in they're never going to trust anybody because well, they haven't felt true love right but the minute they feel it they're like oh and then they want to give it back and then that feels better to them because they've never felt it before right once they give back and they get the reciprocation Oh, that's, that's, where it, that's where life goes, just beautifully crazy, calm, relaxed, perfectly smooth. But you know what you know, the problem with that goes? is? What's that?
0: And a lot of people will tell you this, is that first time they feel love, like they want to give all that they can because they've never felt it before. They don't know how to handle it, and most of the time it scares them and they run.
1: Scares the shit out of them. And they run. Or what they'll do when it scares them that bad because they've been in a negative environment their whole life. Right. They're like, wow, this was so normal. Something's wrong. I need to create something because this is the way I was raised. Right. Exactly. You know,
0: you got to create some drama. Yes.
1: Right. And there are people out there that. Freak out, go through that process, and then one day they get a light bulb off and they recognize, hey, wait a minute. This is exactly what I've been wanting. Why am I screwing it up?
0: Right. But sometimes, is it too late? That's the key. Because sometimes they don't wake up till it's too late. Right. You know, that's a big thing. I mean, that really is. Love is a challenge. Let's just
1: be honest, Okay. Every day, every day it's a challenge, especially in relationships. Being my age and single, every day is a challenge.
0: Well, even as a society, we just don't love each other, it seems like, anymore. I mean, that's just my personal view. But when you look at what's going on, people would rather tear somebody down or see them get hurt. You know, um, a good example is as kids, anytime there's a fight at school, kids just go there and cheer it on. Do right. they try to break they it up? it. Yeah. yeah. Do they try to break it up? No. It's more entertaining to videotape it and post it in the way other people can watch it. Right. You know? So, you know, and that's where bullying comes in is it's, you know, tearing you down. We had more love. You know, parents love their children more. Children would stop looking for negative attention more. They wouldn't bully more. You know, and it's just, it's a vicious cycle.
1: Now You said that it reminded me of the kids. They starve for their parents' attention. And when their parents don't give them positive attention, they'll do something purposely wrong to get in trouble just because at their age, they don't know the difference But either way, they're getting their
0: attention. and negative publicity. All publicity is good publicity. All attention is good attention in their eyes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm just saying. When you get older, you're you're like, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah.
1: But you understand Uh, my point. Yes. (laughs) As I was saying, you know, I remember my oldest son, if when I walked in the door from work, if we hugged and he was in the room, he would get up and squeeze between us because he wanted the attention.
2: Right.
1: You know, and if we ever had like gatherings and barbecues at the house, which we had did a lot, we would, um, if anybody had to go to the grocery store to pick up anything, he would, Josh would want to go with him just because he gets the undivided one-on-one attention for that ride to the corner store and back. Okay. He was notorious for that. You know, he loved it. Right. And we were like, we'd go, I'd go, Hey, to my buddy. I'm like, Hey man, run over to the store. We were out of barbecue or something like that. And he'd go, okay. And I'm like, take Josh with you. And Josh would need no shoes, nothing and run and go get in his car. <laughs> yeah. He loved that kind of attention. And and he, he craved it. He thrived on it. You know, right. He needed that love back.
0: Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. You know, there are people who struggle with it, you know?
1: Yes. So. Especially kids that grew up without a loving family, you know. They grew up in a house where their parents constantly argued and were at each other's throats all the time and complaining about this and complaining about that. It teaches them to be that way. So, okay,
0: I got a question
1: for you. it's second nature. Right. I, I,
0: I, I agree with you. Do you think... That the way the current status of our society, and especially the divorce rate, because I mean, divorce rate I think is fifty percent right now. You know,
1: that's Uh, you sure? We need to look that up because I think it's more than that. Oh, uh, I think it's more like eighty or ninety (laughs) percent. I'm serious. I, 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 you're talking about weddings from the, from. 2000 or 2010. Let's not go back that far. That's 23 years.
2: Right,
0: right. You know, I know, I know. That's just
1: in the last 23 years. I'll bet you, I'll, I'll look it up right
0: now. Okay, he's gonna look it up, folks. But I mean, but but so okay. Here's the whole thing though: is the is there divorces left and right because of what you you know your point you made? You know, people give up. Too easily there's not this true love kind of you know um, deep affection tenderness warmth the the intimacy, you know all of the above that that seems to be really you know it, it's tough and there's a lot of different reasons both sides are at fault let's not let's not sugarcoat that. It's, let's just be honest, you know, both men and women are at fault on that one. So, but the problem is we teach our children that exact same mentality. Yes. You know, it's like, well, you know, we're not going to try to make it work. You know, we're, we're not, we just don't love each other. And it's like, well, if you don't love each other, did you ever? Or were you just in it for the convenience? Right. You know. Or
1: the sex was good. Yeah. And, and of course, that, you know, if you, don't, if you don't work on that. Right. Then, yes, that's going to get boring.
0: No. Yeah. You I mean, and, and, it's
1: and, a you know, it's a constant work on that, too. I mean.
0: Right. Yeah. So, you know, it could be the girl was looking for someone to take care of her. And the guy was looking for someone to have a f- to give him children, but were they really genuinely looking for each other? That's the
1: difference. You got to yes. look at why She's you're in a relationship. A... Yeah. Yeah. She's looking for somebody to support her, and he's wanting to get laid.
0: Or, or even just That's someone to have I'll his relate-
1: kids. And then she gets pregnant. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Or, or maybe he wanted kids, and he's like, you know— uh, I haven't found anyone yet, and this girl seems to want to hook up with me, so why not? You know, did right. he really love her, though? Did, or is it just out of convenience? You know, as, as some of people have been talking about lately, was it transactional? She got what she wanted, wow. he got what, what she, he, he wanted, but
1: they really weren't in love with each other. No, and it didn't last. No, it didn't last. She ended up taking off with the kid. He got hooked with child support. Right. Then he got another girl pregnant, you know. Right. That's when you just start getting stupid. Okay, here are the stats. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so according to the USS uh, Century's Bureau, they did basically 2.3 million married couples in 2019. The average divorce rate, 37% okay but you were really close but now nowadays it's changed according to america's psychological association approximately 40 to 50 of first marriages in divorce the divorce rate for second marriage is even higher 60 to 67 percent.
0: oh yeah if, if you if you couldn't do it in your first one why in the world do you think you're going to make it on your second one Sorry, I know. <laughs> I know it's. And harsh. You know what? It's it, it's not even
1: that. I got into this conversation a while back with with the lady. Okay, and I was completely shocked at her at the reasoning as to why they want to get married. Okay, and they're like, Nick, would you ever want to get married? And I'm like, No, I don't want the government involved in my life. Right. And they're like, Well, what's that? That just that shows security. I'm like living under. You're living under. We're living under the same roof. We're doing the same things. What's the difference in that, right? And she's like, well, and I'm like, the government doesn't need to. I said, what is the upside for a man today to get married? Nothing, right? Nothing. What happens the minute you get married? BJ stop and you know all that stuff. I I said that as a funny, but you know. No, but it's true. Yeah. So all that happens. And then later on, it starts getting resentment. Boom, divorce. She gets, she buries the guy financially. Right. So here's I mean, the Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I don't want, if two people are married for 20 years, I don't think it's fair for him to take it all and run or her to take it all and run. Right. You spit that right down the middle, you split the child. Support right down the middle, the kids right down the middle, so that nobody has is burdened financially. Right. You know, so if you get the house, why do you get the house and have my 401k and have to pay child support? Right. Especially when I have them more than 50% of the time. Anyway, I went on a rant because that's old school and it's a trigger, and I just, you know.
0: But it's funny because when you started talking about this, something clicked in my head. Because, you know, I've been de- thinking about this, too. Do I want to get married again? You know? And, and I actually thought about You made a valid point in your comment. And I wonder, for me, I agree with you 100%. I don't want the government in my business. I've right. always been about small government. I want them out of my business. I don't want them, you know. We I,
1: get to the end of this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change your thought process. No, I Guarantee you. So go ahead.
0: No, but coming from my, my upbringing, my upbringing and my, um, my beliefs and my morals, I don't want to get married. Uh, um, I guess the modern way. And you're probably wondering, well, what do, you, what do I mean by the modern way? I still would like to take my vows in front of God and my family and everything like that. In a church? It wouldn't matter. In a church, whatever. But
1: okay. with the legal, whatever. You, no. You know.
0: no. No marriage. No marriage. Um, No.
1: So no pastor, no... No, I could still have a pastor, but... Just go through the process at a church.
0: Just go through the process at a church, but no marriage license.
1: From the government.
0: From the government. What do I need a marriage license from a, a government for? You know, I understand and I believe that I should take my vows in front of God and acknowledge that this is my wife that I am taking, like, you know... He takes, you know, the church as his, his bride or whatever. So I, I got no problem with that. You know, I just don't want the government in my business anymore, like you said. So I was thinking about that, and I'm like, you know what? I got no problems doing my vows in front of God, but I don't want the government involved.
1: Yeah, that's what God says. Right. You know, Mary, whatever. And we also had that discussion with all this. Right. And I said, I don't have a problem with that. Right. And she said, you know, that's the way I was raised. That's the way I want to do it. And I'm like, "That you're still not giving me your argument why the government has to be involved. government doesn't. And I'm like, and what she said and how she said it, literally just like, okay, now it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way, but what do women want in a relationship? Security, yes, and women feel that having your last name
0: gives them security is about
1: as secure as they're going to get, right? So, how do you how do they get your last name without? I mean, they can go and say, I want my last name changed, yes, they can. So, blah blah blah, and you still don't even need a marriage license for that, exactly. But I've started understanding that I see that, of course. My big response after that is. Okay, you're selling me on getting the government involved if I ever decide to get married again, but oh, there will be a prenup. Yeah. Well, and of me, course they just looked at me like, so, like if you're not taking me for my money, right. then You don't need it, and it doesn't hurt nothing.
0: So I'm no? gonna t- I'm gonna tell you this thing. I- I'm gonna tell you this, this is really interesting because folks, we are talking about love here, but we're talking about the repercussions of 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 you know where you think you're in love and where, you know, the way the system is going, we've kind of drifted off a little bit, but, but, you know, a little bit, but it's very interesting because, um, I'm just going to bring up a point, um, in the, in the gay community, we're sitting here talking about, we don't want government involved in our, our lives. Okay. We don't, we want them. Okay. But the funny thing is, is in the gay community, that's what they were missing, okay? They wanted the government to recognize that they were a couple. They're, they're not worried about Christian recognition that they're a couple. They're worried about the government because what happens is if they get a legal marriage, what happens? They can, they have, they can pass on if they die. You know They can pass on all their stuff to their spouses. They can, you know, there are all, all these advantages that you get when you're legally bound.
1: There you go. Okay. There's the There's the, tea, there's the key to it right there. Right. One and the other. I mean, it's addition to.
0: Right. It. And, and you know, I got no problem with that. I understand that complaint. You know, and, and and that's why it's like, okay, this one doesn't. You know, I know some people it bothers, but this one doesn't bother me. It's they're getting married in front of government, in front of the state, for this reason. Okay, that's their choice. What do I care? Yeah, exactly. You know? And, and it, I just wanted to make that comment because it's, you know, we talk about love and we talk about all these things. And me and you are talking about we don't want the government involved in our lives. We don't want the marriage license And you tell me a good reason why I should get it because how do I know the next girl I'm with is really going to truly love me or in five years when we have a little fight, she's not going to just be like, you know what? I've just had enough. I'm just bailing out. Right. You know, where, where's, where's my
1: guarantee?
2: You know, that's
1: what I was thinking for the longest time is the minute I get that government license, I have I have no leg to stand on. Right. None.
2: Right. So like
1: that that co that coworker, of mine was married for 20 years. Right. Left, the lady left everything. Right. He met a girl 30 days later, he married her. 30 days later she divorced him and got half the equity in his home.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous.
1: What judge on this planet thinks that woman 60 days of dating him deserves Half the equity in a, in that house.
0: Yeah, she doesn't. I know it's ridiculous. She
1: right, a it female judge. She's a feminist. Met. I I didn't one way or the other. He or she.
0: It it doesn't matter what. I, you know what, what I mean? though. It's like that's stupid. The, the, therein lies just the problem. Plain ridiculous. Yes, exactly. Yes. That is the problem yeah. with our current system. And people wonder why men don't go out there and aren't looking for women to get married to because of that crap right right there. Okay. Because they don't know if a woman is truly in love with them. Okay. And, and, you know, we talk about it all the time. You know, there are people who love their dogs. You know, I've met people who love their dogs more than they do humans.
1: (laughs) I know I've I know people like that too. <laughs> so,
0: yep. you know, but it's like really, you know, I it, even on the dating sites, they talk about I've got four fur babies. Uh, okay, you have four dogs, you know, that's that's fine, you know. Uh, and they talk I treat them like my kids and it's like okay. Um those are always my tough ones. Because if, in most scenarios, a lot of times, women will put children before they put spouses. Yes. Not saying that guys don't do it too. I'm just saying that it happens, okay? Um, right. If you treat your dogs like your children, does that mean you're going to put your dogs before your spouse? I'm sure there are people that do it. But you know what I mean. Where's the love in that? I mean, has have we ever been a situation where we treated our spouse like our dog treats us?
1: Wow. I don't. You know, that's a great question because the first thing that comes to my mind is loyalty. Well, you got a dog. That dog is fiercely loyal. All of them.
0: Right. Okay. Well, what about what happens when you leave the house and you get home? The dog chews your shoes up? No, no, no. They are like at the door because they are ready to meet you. They want to give you all the attention. They miss you. They, you know, they just, they they love you. Right. Do we get that? No. Do we give that?
1: No. Maybe we should. How do you do that? That's a great question. One of the things I want to talk about is how do you, you know, in my crazy life, with all this dating and and past wives, and you know, I've right. been married twice. So does that mean my third one? It's it's a ninety nine percent chance fail rate. You know, with what this statistic says. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I mean, it's the truth. No, no it's it it's, doesn't go. It's does not it funny, but about it's third funny. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah. No, it's 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 hard.
1: Fourth and fifth and sixth. You know, when, at that point, you're just. That's just, you know...
0: I actually went on two dates with a girl who had actually been divorced three times.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're they're codependent.
0: uh, Insanely codependent. Yes. Oh, my goodness. This was...
1: You know... I don't know if there's nothing wrong with being codependent unless you become insanely, you know... I've never had anybody stalk me, like, coming to my house in the middle of the night. Right, right. You know, stalking my Facebook page or trying to hack into my email... You know, but I wanted to get back to a point where you said that. How do we make that when they walk in the door, we come running up to them and we're wagging our tail and we're doing like just like a dog. How do we do that? If one person's doing the other one's not, then there's going to be resentment and then that's where that's going to fall apart. Yes. How do you work with a partner that you love to try to love each other better. Right. You're going to have bad days. I get that. Right. You know? Right. But first off, your partner has to be undivided you. You are number one party, you, him, her, however. Right. Her, her, him, him.
0: Happy house, spe- you,
1: happy spouse, happy house. Right. Once you get past that, then every day is, you never know. One of us might have a bad day and the other one doesn't know it to walk in the door. Right. So if we both have bad days, who's going to step up? You know, how does that work? That's where people have a hard time. Even though they do love each other, but we're also taught to, be, to have self-preservation, right? right? Right. We need to be successful. We need to work hard for ourselves. We need to achieve. We need to grow. We need to challenge ourselves, blah, 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 blah. Me, 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 me. And when you get into that state, it's hard to say, okay, you are now my number one priority. But then there are people that go, oh no, I can't make you happy unless I'm happy first. Well, okay. Right. So you need to make yourself happy so that you can make me happy. While you're doing that, I need to make myself happy so I can make you happy. People don't do that no more. That's too much work. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, screw that. Well, but okay. a bad day. Okay, go eat you some ice cream or get you a glass of wine. Right. You know. Right.
0: Okay. So here, here's a good point. Okay, and you're right. That that is a good example. You know, if both people have bad bad Mondays. Okay. Right. You know, if you truly love someone, okay, you're gonna come home. And you're going to be, as soon as you get home, if they walk up and like, you know, look, I've I've had a rough day. Then you need to make a conscious decision. And this is the challenge. This is the hard part. Conscious decision is say, honey, I really love you. You know, thanks for being here. Thanks for meeting me at the door. You need to turn it around. You need to be the dog that's wagging the tail, who's thankful to be a home home with the person you're with then when you see a smile on their face say i've had a rough day too um why don't we go grab dinner because what's the point if we both had rough days where do you want to go you know what what do you want to do what do you do as a couple to bring happiness out of both of you you know is it a special restaurant is a You know, I remember watching a skit one time where somebody talked about um, some of the things you can do to get over Mondays, you know, wear your favorite clothes on Mondays because you're happy, you're comfortable, you're, you know, it puts you in a good mood. You know, there are certain things if you pack a lunch, you know, or there's a restaurant that you really, really love, eat it on Mondays. You know, those are the types of things you can do to make your Mondays more bearable. Because if you do those types of things, when you get home, you're going to be less stressed. You're going to be, and then that way, you know, you're going to have an easier time to be able. Because here's the whole thing. If you had a wife that stayed at home all day and she she doesn't work, you can't expect her to meet greet you at the door every day like a puppy dog and and just wag her tail and just be all... Okay. She's gonna have rough days too. So what you need to do is recognize that if she's not at the door greeting you and helping you out and handing you a beer, maybe it's your turn to go grab her a drink or something, or go down to Starbucks and buy her a coffee and treat her. It's your turn to run up and you know
1: what I mean though? No, I got I have a scenario, a true life scenario when I was married. Okay, go ahead. Housewife, four kids in the house, you know, drive her crazy. I'd get a call every, you know, every once in a while. Right. Kids are acting up or whatever, summertime, just total havoc and pandemonium. Four boys. Yeah, chaos. Yeah. So I always picked up the phone and called and said, hey, I'm on my way home. Do I need to stop and pick up anything? No. Just get here now. Click. Or I, I love you, you know, and hang up, right? Right. Pull up in the driveway Open the front door. She's standing there, dressed to the nines, purse on her arm, like old school lady, keys in the other hand, full makeup, perfect hair, kisses me on the cheek and says, I'm going out. I'm like, where are you going? I don't care. And just out the door she went. Dinner's on the table. Clean the kitchen up when you're done. Out the door she went. Uh, Okay. Go for go for it. She'd come home with bags of stuff from Walmart. You know, she'd go to Walmart. Right. And that was her social hour because she'd probably text three or four of her friends and they would literally just walk around Walmart right. in a grocery aisle and do what they wanted, do what they need to do to de stress. Right. I thought that was awesome. Now, if she'd have been going to a bar, yeah, I might have had a little bit of an issue with that. Right. Exactly. But yeah, Christy wasn't a bar hop. She didn't even like ever going. You know, right. Sober. Right. But but yeah, see, that's what she would do. She'd be standing right there. All right, you need to take these rugrats and do something with them. I'm out. Yeah, you know, right? Yeah,
2: right. So, but so that was a
1: good analogy. For, right, you know, right. I need a timeout. I'm had a bad day. All right. <laughs> Spend all your money, not mine.
0: <laughs> Did you smack her on the butt on the way out? You know.
1: Maybe not all the time. Oh, okay. You know, I don't even remember if I did that. Okay.
0: I, I was just curious you know, because, you it, know, that's something you do when you're in that first six months.
1: Yeah. Gave her a little bit of a smile like, ooh, and then out the door. Yeah, there you go. Started her, you know, there oh, you know, go. <laughs> that, that probably would have worked after a minute. Yeah. But, I mean, you know,
0: if you think about it, that's something that you do a lot in your first six months a year or whatever is, you know, you're have a ten- you very playful. You know, smack right. them on the butts and different things like that. And that's what you've got to do. Is every once in a while, it's like act like you're still in the first six months. Smack them on the butt, right. you know. Be a little silly, you know. Walk up and lick him on the cheek, you know. Something,
1: <laughs> something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but you know, there's nothing better. Go ahead. There's nothing better than a woman at the stove cooking and coming up behind her, you know, and not being crass or brass or anything like that. Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. Talking about. Coming up behind her, just touch on her shoulders, kiss her on the back of the neck, or wrap your arms around her. Maybe even get a little booby, you know, but not groping. You're not you know, trying to, to be say, hey.
0: sexual as much as you're trying to be sensual.
1: Yeah, and lovable, just, right? Hey, I know you're here. You're cooking. If you're tired of cooking, get out of the way because I'll do it. Because I love to be, I love to be in the kitchen. But R- right, yeah, those little things, they they need to happen forever,
2: right? Exactly.
1: They really need to happen forever. And we all get complacent. And then all of a sudden you give her a smack and then she's like, and then she gets mad about it. Ow, oh, that hurts. That's too hard. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then it gets complacent. And then when you get complacent, you don't sit down and, and have your communications. You don't talk about things. You no. Know, right. Love is all about taking the time to understand your better half. Period. Right. Right. And, and you love. You know, when they're in a bad mood, you don't think. You're...
0: Well, I was going to say, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but love is about emotional security.
1: Yes, very much so.
0: You know, you have to be Emotional emotionally secure and comfortable to open up. And when you can do that, things tend to work a little better. You know, you have a little bit more, a better relationship. You know, but it's got to go both ways. You know, you can't, you know, emotional security isn't I tell you how I'm feeling and then you turn it against me two weeks from now. Right. You know, because here's the whole thing. That's not emotional security. That just means I ain't telling you shit in the future.
1: Right. You Because you get, you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Right. You know, and then you don't say, and then you get that barrage and that's the thing that drives me crazy. And I've called it on the podcast multiple times. Slinging mud, right? Man, you start putting down the person that you love the most. You're 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 already going downhill, right? You're out. I mean, right? You start putting them down or yelling at them for doing something that was a total accident. Yes,
2: know? right. And right. there
1: are so many situations that I think back. That if I'd have just handled it differently, it would have been just fine. Right. But because of the way I handled it, right. maybe there wasn't a respect there. You know, so I was snarky and smart mouth. Right. You know, I, w- I, I was given too much and they weren't given back and it wasn't their fault. It was my fault for giving more than I should normally give. Right. Then I resent them for it. Right. And but- then I start with the snarky comments and I stop showing them the attention and that's what I'm talking about is the reason I brought this up and wanted to talk about the meaning of love is you really got to take the time. Is this a person I want to spend the rest of my life with? Yes. Okay. Every day. Right. You know, work on it every single day and never stop. Right. Never stop.
0: Right. Because here's the whole thing. Okay. And I'm going to go back to everyone's favorite topic, your pet doc. (laughs) <laughs> if a dog Is 15 years old
2: Do you stop loving it? No if, never. He,
0: if he poops on the floor Do you like Get all mad at him and yell at him And scream and and You know do whatever
1: Now There are people that do Okay But for the most part, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, no, you do not yell and scream and holler and kick your dog. Right, Might rub their nose in it, and teach them to do it again. But right, but that's old school there too.
0: Right, but okay, then what? Twenty minutes later, they lick you in the face, and you're like, "Oh, it's okay. I know <laughs> it was just an accident."
1: Dogs don't have germs. Remember that for years yeah, and decades. Yeah.
0: But you know what I'm well, saying? Yeah, it's why is it that we will teach we will treat a dog differently than our spouse or even better than our spouse? Is it really? I mean, what, what, what's the difference there? The dog has unconditional love to you. Do you have unconditional love to the dog? And here's the whole thing. Are you really in a true relationship if you don't do the same for your spouse?
2: Ooh,
1: great question. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. If you don't do that for your spouse, then there's the, the love isn't as strong as you thought it was. And that's where divorces end up. Right. You know? Right. But how, I think the question that I have going forward with that is what are the things that we need to do on a daily basis? Right. You know, cause us men are stupid. <laughs> we are, we are stupid men are from Mars, women are from Venus, whatever the story is on that book that I've read twice. I can't even remember the name. Right. We're stupid, okay? And we don't understand until we teach each other, she's not going to get me and I'm not going to get her. Right. You know, if it's really skewed, it's harder to work on. But every day you have to do that.
2: Right. Well, and, you you know. know
1: Because I've said things to people and it was like, to me, in my thought process, it was just like, ha, funny, funny, joke, joke, but it tore them up inside. Right. And instead of coming to me and saying, hey, what you said really offended me or hurt my feelings, they just held it in and held it in and held it in. Next thing you know, they're cheating. And they go, it's all your fault because you said this and you did that. So uh, how the whole thing got started. And then I'm, I'm like, what am I doing? To be on the ass end of the cheating realm, when I was in love with this person, right? I mean, right, exactly. But see, okay. How do I? Yeah. No, I didn't interrupt. No, no, that was it. That that was it. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, but you made a valid point there, though, because a lot of people they don't know how to communicate their issues very well, so they have a tendency to bottle them up, like you said. You know they right. try to, um, I don't know if it's a self, um, self deal or whatever, but it's it's just they close up, okay. And right. what it does is it eats at them. It's like everything that you do, if you just bottle it up, and you never let something out, it's going to explode. Let's just be yes. honest. It 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 happens all the time. And people just don't learn. You have to talk about these things. You have to get it out of your system. You have to let it go. Because, you know, often. Yes. And, and we're all guilty of it. I've done it too. You know, sometimes I will self internalize an issue. That's what I was looking for self internalize the issue. Good word right. for that. And, um, yeah. but yeah, it's we need to stop. Especially if you're in a relationship, self-eternalizing. You're in a relationship. They're there because they love you. And if you express what's going on and they leave, then they really truly never loved you in the first place.
1: True.
0: You know, let's just be honest. You should always be honest with yourself and the people you're with. Stop self-eternalizing, don't let it blow up, address the situation. Sort of like, the, you know, they preach all the time, we talk about it too, you don't go to bed angry. And, and the reason they say that isn't because they, don't, they mean truly, it's a figure of speech, but there's some validity to it. When you right. go to bed angry, especially with somebody like me and you and, and a couple of our friends... We don't sleep very well because our mind constantly
1: goes. Oh my god. Yeah, last night.
0: Yeah, way. and so our mind is constantly going, constantly going, constantly going. You know what? And that constantly going, if you're in an argument, you just get more and more angry at the situation. You really don't address the issue so you can put it behind you so then you can
1: relax your mind. Truth, you know, very true. Right. And so when the you, argument turns into turns into name calling, slinging mud, bringing up past issues. Right. You know, and that doesn't do anybody any good.
0: Right. And unless it's resolved, you're going to focus on. I can't believe they said that last night. I can't believe they said this last night. I can't believe they called me this last night. You're going right. to focus on that all night long and you're going to self internalize and you're going to just and it's going to build up. It's going to build up. And you know what? The next night, it's it's just going to keep building up. It's going to keep building up, and then she's going to say something wrong, and you're just going to blow up, and you're slinging mud all over again. Yep, because absolutely. you didn't address the issue. So you been know, there done that, buddy. I know.
1: We we all have. I have been there. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie about that. I've been there and done that multiple times. Right. That's why now it's such a big deal to figure out how to do it. You know? Yes.
2: Right. But if you love if sol- when,
1: go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying being in a relationship or not in a relationship or whatever, I want to know ahead of time. And you and I have even talked about that on our podcast is I'm looking for somebody that's willing to work and say they're half of the solution.
0: Yeah.
1: you could say half the problem, but I don't want to be negative. I want to be positive. You are half of the solution in this relationship. Yes. So you're going to make mistakes, mistakes, and so am I you need to be able to address and stand up and say yes that was my fault or that was partially right. i did that and i shouldn't have well, you don't even have to apologize well, some people can't even do that
0: right okay so let's 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 make it not negative and and let's just let's just state the fact okay everyone will have problems in their relationships doesn't matter whose fault it is doesn't matter anything else everyone will have problems but I loved your point. You both have to be part of the solution. Yes. Because not, not all problems are even problems with you, too. Sometimes they're problems that come from outside, but both of you need to be part of the solution. Yes. So I, I love the way you put that. That was a great way. Because if you really, if you love each other. You're both going to figure it out together and try to find a way together to address the issue together. I so,
1: mean, honestly, how could anybody get mad at me? I don't ever <laughs> do anything wrong. <laughs> so, I'm flawless. Shit. Are you kidding me? <clears throat> but, I mean, I, you could have the worst day at work. I mean, today was a rough day for me. I feel like I didn't get anything done. I had major problems going on, very frustrating. At the end of the day, I was just looking forward to come home and doing this podcast. And if I walked in the door and I was living with somebody or married and I came in kind of pissy and she had ongoing issues from something that happened the day before, the day before or I did. And she said something trying to be nice and I took it as snarky.
2: Right. That it's on right
1: you know you're both in a bad that's that's the one thing that i want to figure out how do you handle that you're already in a state emotionally mentally kind of tore down you had a rough day and if they did too how do you you know and i think there are couples in this world that have lasted 30 40 50 years when they realize that when they both get in the house at the same time and they both realize they're both in pissy moods they separate right One goes in one room, one goes in the other. Right. Until they come down or calm down, and then they go to bed, and they're not angry. Right. Or upset. You know, they calm down. Right. Then maybe they get a chance to talk about it. I've seen people do that.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And, you know, one of the things I've done is, like, you know, it it, it seems like we're both unhappy. Let's just go out to eat. You know, let's go to a good restaurant that we both enjoy. Because when you get a comfort food, you have a tendency to get in a better mood. Right. And, and, you know, not to say I'm but, you know, when you're a foodie, you know, comfort foods are really important.
1: See, Now, there's a ticket right there being a foodie, because all I heard was, yeah, you're in a bad mood. I'm in a bad mood. Let's go to a restaurant and fight in front of everybody.
0: See, and that's that's (laughs) different. See, I think, you know, when you. At least in the relations, relationships I've had, you have a tendency to be more respectful in public and you won't fight in public. And then so, you know, then you eat some food and it's like, oh, this was really good, you know. And then it's just like, hey, do you want dessert? And then it's like, okay, then you start to, it's almost like counting to 10. Because you walked away from the house, you're counting to 10 at a restaurant, and then you're coming back to the house after you've got food and you've relaxed a little bit, you
1: know. See, I like my analogy that I'm fixing to tell you a whole lot better, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Whenever we walk in the door and we're both in bad moods and we, the second one sentence comes out that's an argument, off with the clothes. Everybody gets naked. You can't fight when you're naked. I mean, you're staring at, you're staring at the love of your life, smoking hot, and she's standing there naked. How pissed off can you be? Yeah. I swear to God. Honest yeah, to God, can you? Yeah. All I'd want to do is fall to my knees and go kiss around the belly button and go, I'm so sorry. It was all my fault. You know what I mean?
0: I know. It's funny you say that because they actually, what was it, what was it? It's a How I Met Your Mother. They actually, <laughs> that was actually an episode on How You Met Your Mother because it was literally like he was dating a girl and they were like, yeah, we we never fight, and they were like, you never fight, and they, yeah, we never fight. And so they show a scene where she, like, you know, does uh, I think she washed his underwear, turned it pink, and you know, he's like, how could you do that? She starts unbuttoning the top of her shirt. And she rips open her shirt. and He's just like. Oh, that's it. You know, they go run off to the bedroom, and that's it. He forgot about it. That's it. They're done. You know, it's like you gotta <laughs> love it. And So he does something to her, and and she's like, "I can't believe you." And he's just like, he starts taking off his shirt, and she's like, "But you know, it, it, this ain't gonna work on me." And then he kisses her on the neck, and it's just like, okay. And you know, they run over to the bedroom. You know, so it's funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So see, and that's that's the one thing that women should. It about us men, we are so easy, right? Because there's that right there will shut us up in a heartbeat,
2: yeah, yeah, in
1: a heartbeat. I know, I know. I mean, if you're in love with somebody and that intimacy is what us men crave, and you know, maybe it's been a few days, a few weeks, whatever, you know, life gets rough, right? And she throws down like that, oh, whatever I was pissed off about is gone,
0: right. Exactly. You know. I can't believe you spent $300 at Amazon. I'm sorry, honey. I'm just, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Here, here's, three, here's three more $100. Yeah, I know, right? Your exactly.
1: <laughs> You're the best. I know, right? Exactly. That reminds me of that TikTok <laughs> where he says, the things you need to do to make a woman happy, you need to love her, cherish her. Send her roses, you know, do this, do that, uh, do yeah, this, yeah. do that, do, do, go, do, 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 do. And for men, show up naked and bring food. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. I love that TikTok. <laughs> that love, was, love that, that TikTok. That was accurate. that was from a
0: pastor.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I show think it was a female pastor
0: who did that one, wasn't it? Oh, it, there might have been, but yeah, the yeah.
1: one I was a male pastor. Oh, that's funny. He was on the altar, and that's what yeah, he said.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Or
1: whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, no, dude, it, it's... There's no way we can cover all the, and we get sidetracked because when you're talking about love, it it really is easy to get sidetracked on all these other things.
1: Talking but all about all those other things are part of it. No, it is. It's that, what makes you love somebody that much harder or that much less. Right. 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 All and, of those things.
0: Right. And you know, in the but yeah, so it, it. There's no way we can cover. I mean, most people can't cover love in a lifetime. So, you know, how are we supposed to cover it in an hour show? (laughs) So let's just be honest.
1: (laughs) But, you know. So for love, you want to make me love you? Show up naked and bring food.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Exactly. (laughs) Dang.
1: Being silly, just being silly. Uh, No, you're not. Anyway, um... (laughs) (laughs) right there, buddy, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen,
0: J. Talk. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So, but no, it's it's funny we talk about this. But think about. I want to leave everybody with the one thought. Okay, do you treat your spouse as good as you do your pet? Your cat, your dog, you know, because if you don't, really,
1: why? That should be the number one thing you covet the most. Yes. Is your spouse. Yep. Then your dogs, cats, cars, houses, right. r- ranch, whatever you're, whatever you're in life on.
0: Right. You know, and, 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 you know, in the Christian world, you've got God. But then you've got this, your spouse. There should be no one else in front of your spouse but God. So, you know, it, it's depending on, you that. know, what's your, depending on your, your belief system, I'm just saying. But honestly, right. yeah, it, it, spouse should be number one or number two depending on your religious belief. So right. you're right. You, you know, and, and that's the way it should be. And if it's not that way... You need to get it that way.
1: Get on the bandwagon. Exactly. Love that spouse of yours. Exactly. Take the time to just look at them and say, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. My day is so much better. I had a bad day. My day is so much better now that I get to see your face.
0: Exactly. And, you know, if you, if you did, if more people actually treated their spouses better than their pets... I bet you there'd be a lot less people coming home upset because if they had a bad day, they knew they were coming home to a good night. Right.
1: Absolutely. As long as that person that they're coming home to accepts that love. Exactly. And people don't do that either, but you know,
0: but it's kind of it-
1: off with a negative, but yeah, if yeah. you do the positive things, positive things are going to come back at you. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Okay. So that, that was my last comment of the, of the show. Um. Any, any final thoughts from you, man? That was it. We
1: did it. We did the final thought. Oh, okay. And I only have one more thing to say, and you know what? That's always going to be at the end of our podcast. I love you, brother.
0: I love you, too, man. I love you, too. And, of course, we love our fans. So um, You know, that's it. We're wrapping it up, and keep on listening and keep on following.